0: In today's show, we're recapping all of the action across the NBA on Wednesday. There were 11 games on. There's a lot to say. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's has always, well, has been proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty and affordable meal. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McMackers for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you to you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm going to give you a blanket warning here. I'm going to drop F-bombs, I reckon, in this show quite a bit. Um, and if you're one of those people who listens to this show... And doesn't like it. Josh thinks he knows more than the NBA coaches. He uh he thinks he knows what he's uh, talking about. Just stick to the facts, mate. I'm probably gonna have some things to say about some of the coaches in today's show. I don't think that I could coach an NBA team. I've never once claimed that I could. Never, never. I, I couldn't. I just I, I I couldn't. But there are dumb coaches and there are bad coaches in the NBA, and the dumb shit and bad shit. It needs to be brought to light. So I'm gonna do it. So I'm sorry. Just what's gonna happen? Let's talk news. Joel Embiid, Matisse Thibel, Danny Green are still out for the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, that is not particularly ideal for those guys. Embiid might not even play in the next four games. He's not on the road. Not may not join the road trip. Thybul might come back, but that just increases the value of guys like Drummond, of course, and Milton and Maxi. So you get a little bit of an extension of their long-term value in this um, in this scenario. Sergio Bark is going to have at least one more game in the G League. That's probably Thursday. So maybe he's back with the main team on Friday. He's playing like 26 minutes a night in the G League. Numbers have been okay. We'll see how much of an impact he has in the real NBA, whether he even starts or not. I don't think that he's a priority 12-team league ad. Nick Batum, after Ty Lue said that he was fine with his Achilles issue, is doubtful to play on Thursday. Maybe that's because of the back-to-back. Maybe it's not. It obviously was a worry if he's gonna miss a game and then barely play in the one before. So let's watch that one. And then more confusing news, I guess, on Rui Hachimura. He might be back in the G League in one to two weeks. Initially the report was oh he just he's gonna miss the start of training camp. That's two months ago. I feel I feel bad for the guy. I don't know what's going on with him. At this point, and I'm not reporting this or saying it's gonna happen or anything like that. But if they came out and said Rui Hachimura is retiring and never playing again, I don't think I'd be surprised with how this is going on. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying that if it did, I wouldn't be like, wow, that's out of the blue. This is just going on and on and on. It's like you hear the report. Oh, he's back with the team. Oh, he's doing video work on the playbook. What the hell does that mean? Oh, he's working out on his own in the gym. Oh, he might join into the team. No, he's doing one-on-one stuff. And now it's like, oh, he, maybe in two weeks. And now, two weeks later, it's like, oh, maybe in two weeks he might go to the G League. i got no idea what's going on. Hatchimer is not worth a stash. He's not good enough for that. But I just want the guy to be okay. Like, this is shit. Like, this is a long time, man. I hope everything's all right. Spencer Dinwiddie, staying with Wizards stuff, will be out again. Uh, we'll be out on Thursday. He is resting on the back-to-back. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, value there for guys like Neto and Aaron Holiday, in that sort of uh, in that sort of scenario, so we'll uh, we'll go. Like we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot happening in these games, so I reckon we just crack in straight away with the first one. The Indiana Pacers they did take on the Detroit Pistons. They lost to the Detroit Pistons. That's obviously embarrassing. Um, and watching Indiana was so ugly. It was just there was just a lot of players on that team that, from a watching basketball perspective, I, I just don't like. I don't like watching TJ McConnell. I don't particularly like watching DeMontis Sabonis. I didn't really like watching Karis LeVerd in this game. It just was ugly. Brogdon was fine. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. His high usage continues, while Sabonis' low usage continues. Now, he did get to the line 10 times, Sabonis, but only 7 field goal attempts, 15-11 and 11 with a block. I thought that he would drop off from last year. I couldn't have expected that he would be dropping this much the 93rd-ranked player over the last two weeks. There is significant room for him to get better from here, but he's just not as involved in the offense, which was the concern with Carlisle. Um, Karis Levert played 31 minutes. There was no Chris Duarte in this game. 18 points for um, Levert, but it took 18 shots. He had three rebounds and one assist. He hit three threes. He just looked bad. It just didn't look good at all. Like This is a guy who struggled with efficiency all through his career. He's the 174th-ranked player this season. Like He had just 25 fantasy points. uh, Is the back still bothering him? Maybe. He just doesn't look good. Timothy John McConnell played 27 minutes with Duarte out. He had six points, four assists, two steals, and a block. I do not believe that McConnell will maintain must-roster 12-team league value if this team is healthy. Sorry, if this team is healthy, not including TJ Warren. Because if Warren's back, there's no chance for for McConnell. No chance. But if Duarte's back, I don't think McConnell's going to do enough. Because he's 124th this year so far in 26 minutes. I think that does go down. He really is just an assist and steal specialist. Like a slightly better Killian Hayes, I I believe, for fantasy. They started Keelan Martin instead of Justin Holiday. Two points for Keelan in 27 minutes with a steal and two blocks on 14% shooting. Martin had been playing well. This was a stinker from him. While Holiday is obviously just a deeper league guy. While it's two absolute turds in a row for Miles Turner. 31 minutes, six points on 25% shooting. I had him on the Sal High show a couple of days ago. Shout out to the bloke in the comments who told me that actually he thought Miles Turner was a buy low. Um, yeah, like those numbers have fallen way off for Miles, but he is a player that people hate at times. They get frustrated with him. Uh, this Earlier this season, people said, oh, I'm going to drop him. So when he puts together two like this in a row, you do go for the buy low and you see just how frustrated that fantasy manager gets with his production because the last two have been bad. Six points, four rebounds, a triple one, 25% shooting, not involved in the offense, low minutes, like really frustrating stuff. For the Pistons, the Flamin' Galah. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flamin' Galahs. I'm not really celebrating because it's not a great game, but 32 minutes is a win. Seven points, 11 rebounds, two blocks, only 40% shooting, so that could have been a lot better. We're seeing improvements from Stewart, which is what, really what we need. Cade Cunningham also, I thought, looked awesome. I thought he looked so good. 16, 8, and 6, two steals and a block. Now, 33% shooting is bad, obviously. But the fact that he was able to take over this game on this absolute shitful roster, and you're going to have to take a lot of tough shots. He did. He made a lot of them. I'm really pumped to see where Cade goes. 43 fantasy points here. I think he's going to be, honestly, in a points league, I think he's a top 50 guy almost from here on out. In a category league, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a top 50 player. Uh, at least in the December onwards portion of this season. Killian Hayes only played 20 minutes. He did have a thumb issue and had some fouls. Four points, but you know, TJ McConnell style. Four four assists, three steals, and a block. I would have liked to have seen him play more minutes than 20, especially I, I don't really need to see Corey Joseph play an entire quarter, which he did in the fourth. But to be fair to Dwayne Casey, which I think I am fair with him, Jace, Joseph played well. 31 minutes for Corey, 18 and 5. This is after he played six minutes last game, some, six of the worst minutes you would ever see. He still takes way too many shots. He still thinks he's too—he should be more high usage than he obviously has been told to be. Um, but he was good in this game. I can't deny that. Jeremy Grant, pretty inefficient. Nineteen points, no threes, no assists. Thirty-six percent from the field. I think he's sort of settling into where I expect him to be. While the depressed penis had fifteen points, and if for a guy that's such a good shooter, he's not efficient. He's not a good shooter. Like his two-point percentage continues to be shocking. Fifteen and six with three threes and two steals, and as I've continually said with Bay, I don't think he's got really much upside at all. I think he's solid enough as a starter, but if this was a good team, he wouldn't be a starter. And you know, maybe he starts developing in the future. He like, can't preclude any of that stuff. I just don't. I just haven't seen it. Still got to hold him. I think in twelve team leagues, um, MC Hamadou Diallo, as I expected, did take Josh Jackson's rotation minutes. So that is something to watch if you're in uh, deeper leagues that care at all about um, someone like Hamadou Diallo. Guys, we're back and we're better than ever. Basketball, it's rolling. And the best place to get all the odds, the props, the contests is Bet Online with their new updated website. It's also the number one spot for football. So head to that new updated website or use your mobile device and sign up today using our promo code Locked On, and you can receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football to the NHL to boxing to UFC and right to your favourite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers they have for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Second game of the day, the Washington Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets. Big win here for the Hornets, 97-87. Brad Beal returned 24-3 and 7 with 5 threes. That's great. Great to have him back. Montrez Harrell. Guys, the minutes are way down. Way down. 22, in fact, here. 15-9 and nine with a block. He was perfect from the line. This is not to say that he's not effective because 15-9 obviously is. But in pretty stereotypical Harold style, he was a negative 11. Now, this year, his advance numbers had all been really positive. But that's 24, 24, and 22 minutes in the last three games. It is trending down. I hope you sold somewhat high. Look, the numbers are still great. But it's very hard to expect him to maintain top 30 numbers in 22 minutes a night or 24 minutes a night. So just watch that. Dan Gafford, 24 minutes, 20 and nine, two steals and a block. Now, in saying all this, centers do well against the Hornets. Gafford was amazing, but what we've been lacking from Gafford is the gigantic field goal percentage, and it came here. He added a block, he had nine boards. I don't expect him to be this sort of usage player, but he's getting 24 minutes a night, and I think he should be on a 12-team league roster. I think deeper leagues need to be adding Denny Avdia. I think he looks good out there. 25 minutes, nine points, 11 rebounds, and a block. He didn't shoot well, But I've liked what I've seen. I think you should eat into more of Kyle Kuzma's minutes personally. But he's getting enough. And again, with Rui Hachimura's return, maybe happening. avdir has got a role here. Deeper leagues will want to look at that. KCP had three points, while Kuzma had five in 30 minutes on 17% shooting. He did have two blocks and a steal, which is good from Kuzma. But as I detailed earlier today in the Wave Wire show, I don't believe that Kuzma is going to maintain must-roster 12-team league status. If he is on your roster in a category league, is he your 12th best player or 13th best player? If he is, then you've got to consider it droppable. In a points league, he is a a better player than that. He's probably like your 10th or 11th guy, which necessitates a hold. Um, Yeah, look, Spencer did what he was shocking. He was really good in the two games without Beal. We expected a drop-off. I didn't expect him to have zero points. He only took five shots. He had three rebounds, two assists, no steals, no blocks, no threes. This is the worst-case scenario for Spencer Dinwiddie. We know that for category leagues he's not as good as he is in points leagues because he lacks the volume of steals and the volume of threes. Um, but this was just really bad. He's actually the 110th-ranked player over the last two weeks, Spence. That's about where actually I had him projected. So he's sort of where I thought he would be. I think he, I think he can improve from there. But yeah, not not great for the Hornets. Terry Rogier, 19 and eight. With four assists, good game from him. While LaMelo Ball had some horrible shooting, 22%. But he hit his free throw. 11 points, six rebounds, 14 assists, and two steals. So made up for it in other areas. Good to see Miles Bridges, whose efficiency had dropped, have 17 and 10 on 53%. As I choke. Um, Five assists, which have been a real pleasant surprise for him this season. Unfortunately, he missed his free throw. And his free throw numbers are well down this year. I don't really know why but they are well down at the moment and you hope that they can um you hope they can come back up but it's not looking uh not looking great at the moment for those i think they can trend um 24 minutes for Ubre 14 points two blocks 33s three that's a really good number he's a 14 team league guy though while well, plumley had 11 and 13 and uh Gordon Haywood real buy low for him the last two games have been dreadful 8 points in 25 minutes on 29% for Gordo we had C- Cody Martin play more minutes than Haywood here Martin was scoreless, but he added two blocks and a steal. He's a good defensive streamer, Cody. Still rostered in far too many 12-team leagues, which I don't really understand why he is rostered in in that many. Nice little um, 17-minute performance from Jalen McDaniels as well. 11 points with three threes in that uh, that contest for old Jalen. The Boston Celtics and the Atlanta Hawks. The Celtics' struggles continue. They need Jalen Brown back bad. They lose 110-99. Jason Tatum, there we go. Finally, the shots fall. 34 points, 5 triples, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block. Great from the line, 55 from the field. Awesome. We've been waiting. 5 weeks, but it's here. Good. Grant Williams started with Rob Williams out. I think every time he started this year, he's been good. Grant, 18 and 6 with 3 threes. Not much else there, but up, upping his usage. He's always an interesting stream guy when a big man goes down. Dennis Schrader had 15 points. Only one rebound and three assists is a bit lacking, but the three steals are nice. He continues to have value, and I would sell high if I could with Jalen returning. While Marcus Smart, he was scoreless for a long time in this game, but ended up with eight points, 11 assists, and two steals, and continues to be a great punt field goal percentage player. Horford was solid, I would say, 13-7 with two steals and a block. That, that's pretty nice, and we know he's not going to maintain the value he had earlier this season. Well, we got 14 NS Cantor minutes. He was really bad. Uh, yeah, really bad. He's still rostered in some twelve-team leagues for some reason. Must be dead leagues. Have to be, because uh, there's no way that he should be rostered in twelve-team leagues. For the Hawks, the Baptists had twenty and eleven with two steals and a block on sixty-nine percent shooting. Giggity. Good game from Johnny Collins, who is putting together some nice performances. While Fanta Pants, this is better. I think he's a rosterable guy. While Hunter's out, thirty-two minutes for Kevin at nineteen points, five threes, two assists and a steal. And Trey Young had eighteen with eleven assists. Not efficient from Trey, but ten of ten from the line is great. Cam Reddish. Good minutes with Hunter out, 27 of them, 19 points, three steals and a block. He does have some 12-team stream value, probably more 14, but some. Tw- I prefer Herder over him personally. While Bogdanovich, yeah, look, yeah, that's pretty shitty. 19 points with four threes and six assists, and then Capella had nine and 12 in 32 minutes. But pretty comfortable win here for the Hawks, um, with some big performances from a lot of their players. Um talked about this. I think it was on the pregame show today. I said, why the hell are the Knicks like 12 and a half point favorites over the Magic? The Magic have beaten them already this year. Has the Tom Thibodeau bump worn off already? And we've talked, I've talked about this years past as well. Thibodeau comes in, he rides their ass, screams at him, he's a complete maniac and it gets an improved result. And then the players just go, I haven't dropped an F-bomb yet, but it's time now. The, the players go like, fuck this guy. Can he fucking calm down. I don't know if that's what's happening in New York, but something's happening in New York. Maybe it's the players they brought in not working. I don't know, but it's not looking good. The Magic 104 beat the Knicks 98 in Madison Square Garden. Mo Bamba had 12 and 12. One, two, three, four, five. His field goal percentage continues to be a problem, but would you look at this? A decent game from Jalen Suggs. He still only played 26 minutes, which is frustrating, but 13 points, three threes, four assists, three steals, and a block. Some shots went in, he hit some threes, he brought peripherals, he's been shitful, but this is a, absolutely a step in the right direction. I, I would be rostering him just as a hold. Um, Franz Wagner, good stuff. 16-9, 34 minutes. He did sprain his ankle, but played through it, so that's good. Well, Cole Anthony, uh, the efficiency was horrid, 24%, but in great style. 15, 10, and 7. So just providing other numbers. He's been really, really impressive this season. We know that a top 30 player so far, I don't think that'll stick, but he continues to play highly. Well, Wendell Carter Jr. got into some foul trouble, so his minutes dropped down. 11 and 8 with a 3. Not his best night. Missed both his free throws. Well, Gary Harris went from starting to playing 19 minutes, and Terrence Ross, um, good game from Rossi. 30 minutes, 19 points, 3 threes, and 2 steals. He's been very up and down, and by up and down, I mean down with one up game here. 234th-ranked player this year. Only look at him as a um, as a streamer. That's really all that uh, he can do, I think. I don't think you can look at him as anything more than that. That was a pretty, pretty good performance from him. But, yeah, it just doesn't happen often enough for me to care about. On to the Knicks. Where should we start? Should we start with the Double Royal, Julius Randle? This is the Julius Randle that the Knicks fans had a fat wire out on after his first season there. 13 points, four threes, five rebounds, three assists, 36% shooting. He is absolutely in the toilet at the moment. 45th ranked player, 112th over the last two weeks. I do think there's improvement and I do think he's a buy low. But last year's Julius Randle, you can forget that. It was always going to be hard to replicate with other players coming in. It was a one season thing that happened. Is not a long track record of that stuff. I think he's better than this though. Big game from Mitch Robinson. 31 minutes from Mitchie. Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. 13 and 11. That's solid. I still don't think he's absolutely must roster. Well, it was a good game from Rowan Barrett. Well, good in terms of 17, nine and five, but a triple zero on 37% shooting. Continues to struggle. He, over the last two weeks, like hold on to whatever piece of furniture that you want to, hold on to your dicks, hold on to your ass, whatever you want to hold on to. He's a 268th ranked player over the last two weeks. And to say that shit house is an understatement. Is he a hold? Probably. Just because the minutes are there. But I don't feel good about it. Obi Toppin looked good. 14-5. Derek Rose played only 19 minutes. Quickly played 24 minutes. I think Emmanuel Quickly, seven assists, two threes, is a 16-team league ad. Maybe a 14. Actually, probably a 14. Because the disease him, Evan Fournier. Should we do it? Should we Jack Armstrong him? Get that garbage out of here! I think we have to. The question lies, though. Do we do it to Kemba Walker? 21 minutes, 5 points, 29% shooting. I'm hovering. I'm hovering over the button. The Knicks starting lineup is a disaster. It continues to be a disaster and it's led by those two jokers. Let's throw it out. there as a 10-team league, Kemba Walker. Get that garbage out of here! And if you're in a 12-team league and you want to do it, I don't actually think it's wrong. He will be better than this. I I feel confident. Same with Fournier. They're better than this. They will be better than this. But at this point, like Alec Burks, 15, 5, and 4, he's better than Fournier. Emmanuel Quickly's better. They're better than Walker. I think they've got to be getting the bulk of the minutes most nights. I don't know whether that will necessarily last. But it's happening. It's real. Maybe that's just the case. Maybe Walker is cooked. Maybe Fournier just doesn't fit in this scheme. These are all massive possibilities. Um, Burks is a nice 16-team league grab. Quickly's a 14. Fournier's a drop. I think Kemba's a, a shallow drop. It's not good, is it? And Knicks fans, you'll be able to chime in and tell me how not good it actually is because it's not good. Um, all right, next game. The Cavs and the, the Nets. The Cavs are actually doing a good job to keep it this close. 109-99 with everyone out. Darius Garland, I think he looked great. 24, 5, and 6, three steals. Didn't shoot well, but he has to do so much with his team so banged up. Played a lot of minutes. He's the 27th ranked player over the last two weeks. I love Garland but he is a little bit of a sell high just because so many players are out. If you could get a top 30 guy back, I don't think you will, but if you could, I, I'd do it. Ravishing Rick Rubio. Now, those of you who have listened to this podcast for years know that I like Rubio. I think he's an awesome player and always his plus minus would tell you, and his on-off would tell you that teams are better when he plays. I thought he looked a bit washed last year, but him coming out and saying, nah, I'm Ricky Rubio, I'm sexy but I'm also going to be a high usage guard. I couldn't have told you that he'd be the high usage. Sexy, yes. I knew that part. A high usage guard, no chance. I could have told you that. 25 points, five assists, three threes, 17 shots, 47%, six from the line. He's a must roster guy and he's dominating. Kevin Love returned 11 and nine. He's a good short term ad. Well, imagine my surprise to see Ed Davis play, start, and play 24 minutes. I guarantee you there are plenty of people listening to this podcast that did not know he played for the Cavs, and I'll be honest, I forgot that he played for the Cavs. 6-11 with a steal and a block. Now, obviously, this won't continue because Markin and, and Allen will come back and then Mobley will be back. I don't know if they're going to be back for tomorrow, though. Or well, no, Mobley won't be. Markin and, and Allen, I don't know, maybe. Maybe Davis could be a streamer. Dean Wade played 38 minutes, 11 points, two threes, two steals. Like, he's fine, but it's just deeper league stuff. While Chetty Osman... I thought there was a huge opportunity here for the Discman. Unfortunately, JB Bickerstaff disagreed. Only played him nineteen minutes. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Eleven points with two threes. It wasn't like he was in foul trouble. It didn't. Make, it didn't make sense for his minutes to be as low as they were. It wasn't like he was getting. They were getting cooked when he was out there. He was a zero in his plus minus. I think he's still fine as a stream. Well, let's let's get a couple of things out of the way. Isaac Okoro is not a good fantasy player. Is he actually a good NBA player? I don't know. Is he a good defender? He's a solid defender, but yeah, that makes you Frank points, 8.6 rebounds, 27% shooting. Just a horrendous fantasy player, despite playing 39 minutes. For the Nets, Jimmy Harden. Boys, it's girls, it's happening. 37 minutes, 27, 10, and 7, two steals and a block. 12 of 12 from the line, 50 from the field. Jim Harden is now the sixth-ranked player this season. He's the fourth-ranked player over the last two weeks. All the panicking, all the hand-wringing. I reckon we we're okay with it. Lamarcus Aldridge didn't play yesterday, or barely played. Now played 30 minutes, had 24 and 7. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, yeah, he's a 12 team league guy. While Millsy had 21 points, He's an interesting short term ad while Smoker Joe Harris is out. While Kevin Durant had twenty three points and back to his efficiency. And the Shark, Bruce Brown. Shark, doo, 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 doo. Eight and ten with five assists. And Griffin, uh Blake Griffin's cooked. I don't mind if he starts as long as he plays less than Lamarcus Aldridge every game. Two five and five for Griffo there, and uh, James Johnson went scoreless in 23 minutes, but the Nets get the win just. All right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. They go down to the Bucks on the road, 109-102. Taylor Horton Tucker, 39 minutes, 25-12. and 12. Three threes, two steals, and a block. We talked about him in the preseason when I had Kostya on. We're talking about a huge upside dynasty guys, and he was a name that came up. I didn't expect this from him. Now, it is obviously very conveniently timed that LeBron James is out, that he's putting up these numbers. And when LeBron comes back, will he actually get the ball in his hands enough to do this? But he took more shots than Westbrook and Davis in this game. And, almost rightfully so. I think he's a 12-team grab and we'll see where it goes. He's been awesome. Westbrook had 19 points, 15 assists, hit his free throws, wasn't too bad from the field. Not a bad Russ game. While Davis, 18-9 and nine with two blocks. Nothing particularly exciting about that. While, I'm I'm stunned. I'm stunned, guys, but the Carmelo Anthony magic has worn off. What a a shocker that is that he didn't keep that up. Um, 10 points in 32 minutes. Yeah, you can drop him in 12-10 leagues. He was never going to continue this. Hopefully, did anyone sell high on Carmelo? If you did, drop the trade in the comments below. Tell me what you got for him. It was the most obvious sell high trade out there, but I know that some of you could do it because when I said he was a sell high, someone commented in my comments he's actually a buy low. He's going to keep doing this and more. So there are those people out there. So hopefully you were able to pull that off and get something good going on. Monk had 11 points in 24 minutes, while Avery Bradley just the 17 there. And that bench here, DeAndre Jordan, Kent Bazemore, it's rough. There's a lot of players to come back. There's a lot of players that are a long way from coming back, though. LeBron might be back for next game, which is good. Uh, yeah, Giannis. It's Giannis talk a talk 73 from the line, which is great. 78 from the field, which is amazing. 47-9 with three threes a steal, and a block. That's a fantastic performance from the big fella. While Chris Middleton returned, just 30 minutes, but 16-5-6, and, and it's good to have him back. Um, with him back, Grayson Allen's usage went in the toilet. Five points for Grayson in 31 minutes with uh, 33% shooting. I, I'm not dropping Grayson, but he was, again, like Mallow, an absolute obvious sell high, and hopefully you did it. Pat Connaughton somehow maintained 32 minutes. 16 points with four threes. I guess it does help that Brooke Lopez is out because it means that Portis can't play any minutes at the four. So he's got to play some there. I still don't think that Connaughton, despite being the 110th ranked player this year, is a must-roster 12-team league guy. You can hold him. Sure. I just don't think this continues. While well, Portis had 17 and five in 29 minutes and Drew played 39 minutes for eight points. That's a rough one. But six rebounds, eight assists and four steals. He shot 23%. He is going to be better. He might be a little bit of a, um, a buy low at the moment, Drew Holiday. Let us go on to the next game the seventh game of the day the miami heat they beat the pelicans comfortably 113 98 josh the hitman hearts playing a ton 38 minutes 18 and 7 two threes he is a 12 team league player while he's playing this much they have really leaned into him over herbalife jones who was getting all those minutes earlier ingram had 19 four and five while alexander walker only 28 minutes for Nikhil because he had some foul trouble was red-hot early in this game, ended with 24 points, four threes, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. I do believe that Alexander Walker is a 12-team league player. Valanciunas, only the 28 minutes. He did have foul trouble, so that's why the minutes were low. Jonas 13-8, but we've seen some of his production start to fall off a little bit. It will fall off again when Zion returns, but I'm just more inclined to ride it out with Valanciunas than try and extract a trade, which is just not going to work. Devontae Graham had 11 points with three threes. He's actually been pretty bad recently. Not droppable, but if it moved in that direction, I don't think I'd be completely surprised. The Heat welcomed back back Jimmy Butler. Because he's my butler. 31, 10, and 10 in 37 minutes. 12 trips to the line. Great stuff. While uh, Caleb Martin, really? No Kyle Lowry, no bio So Martin had 23 minutes for 12 points, six rebounds, three assists, and two steals. He can score, but don't read too much into that. Tyler Hero was horrid early and then got pretty hot late, 19-3-5, and while PJ Tucker had 13 points in 21 minutes with extreme foul trouble. So that meant that we've got seven minutes of Udonis Haslam. Cool, didn't think we'd see that. The Undertaker, Dwayne Deman had two points and eight boards in his 25 minutes, while we had 27 Gabe Vincent minutes. But it's hard to read too much into that rotation with foul trouble for Tucker and the absence of Lowry and Adebayo in this uh, matchup. Now, I said I was going to get spicy at some point. I haven't really done it yet. But now it's time to talk about the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You reckon I might get spicy here? Let's do it. The Rockets made that long-awaited change to their starting lineup. And it was putting in Daniel House. Steven Silas, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, uh, Josh, Sengun's trash, mate. Why would you want him to start? Why would I want Daniel House to start? And if you think Sengun's trash, then I'm sorry. You don't know what you're watching. Sengun is not an elite prospect. He's not an elite future All-NBA center. He might be. He's not at this point. But there is zero reason to play Daniel House. And i tell you why it's frustrating here. Right, You're losing games. That's well and good. Your team looks terrible doing it. You've got no spacing with Tice there. That's a front office failure as well, bringing him in. But we don't need to see a situation where you're you're bad and you're trying to develop players where the two guys who don't play or Usman Garuba in the G League, Josh Christopher, who'd been playing well, gets a DMP CD and Alperen Shingun plays five minutes. Five. What are we doing here? Like, why are we starting Daniel House And then benching him and starting David Nwaba in the second half. Nwaba didn't play a single fucking second in the first half. The logic behind any of this stuff makes no sense. I've got no problem starting Eric Gordon with Kevin Porter Jr. out. Someone who's smart and can make passes and make shots. He was pretty good. 15-5-5 with three threes. Jalen Green actually did all right. 21 points with three threes. But when you get your ass kicked by the Thunder, with all these moves made to try and win by putting veterans in, and you still lose to a team that's the Thunder then maybe you need to go. In fact, you definitely need to go. He's a shocking coach. Tice played the last 18 minutes of this game. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have because Christian Wood wasn't good. But maybe give a look to the other bloke in Sengun. I know you're hearing me ranting and going, Josh, what do we do with Shangoon? It's fucking annoying. Like, I know that much. I know I'm annoyed by it. And I'd be annoyed if I was a Rockets fan. You're not here to win. And when you try to win, you lose to the worst team in the NBA. They're not the worst team. You're, you're the worst team. The Rockets are the worst team. So that's what I hate about those things. Like, we've got to put the veterans in. So we got to be competitive. You're not competitive. You made it worse. Um, what do we do with shang I'm a stubborn prick, so I'll hold him. At some point, some shit has to give. Wood gets traded. Tice gets traded. Gordon gets traded. House gets traded. It needs to give. Something has got to change. But this is obviously horrid, right? But no one can look at this. Like, your mate Silas can't look at this. Rafael Stone can't look at this and go, that's probably the right direction we need to go. We need to be uh, benching our rookie who's been outperforming anyone's expectations so that we can um, you know, play 21 minutes for Garrison Matthews. No one looks at that and thinks that's the right move. So would it be reactionary to drop Shengoon If this happens for three in a row, then I go, fucking get it out of here. Like... I can't be bothered holding through incompetence. But I'd like to see what happens in the next game. And it's not just about Shingun. KJ Martin plays 12 minutes. Like Martin and Shingun, two of the biggest bright spots for this team over recent times. They're the guys you take out of the rotation. They're the guys you minimize. To play Daniel House? To play 18 straight minutes of Daniel Tice? Bruh, what's going on? Far out. There's no logic behind any of this shit. As for Christian Wood, he's shithouse. He's not good. And I said this on Twitter today, and I know I'm going on about the Rockets a long time because they're frustrating. Um I said that they should be trading Christian. Wood. Oh, why would you trade Woody? He's good. He's not. He can put up numbers. He's not that good. He's older. He's 26. And he, he's a he's been pouting all season. Get him out of here. Get something of value while he's still on his contract. There's no point for him to be here. 10 and 14 for Wood. I'm leaning almost towards him being a droppable player. I'm not dropping him. But, holy crap, man. Cut doesn't hit free throws, doesn't hit shots, doesn't block him anymore. Doesn't do anything. He's useless. Let's talk about good things. No, my son is also named Bort. Five straight, 20 plus games, 20 point games. It's ridiculous. he's awesome. I don't know how it's going to happen and continue, but he's getting so many shots. he's hitting them. Dort, you got to add him. I don't know I don't know what's going on. 34 points for Dort. four triples, eight rebounds, two assists. Yes, the quality of the opponent was beyond Z level. but it's great. Gilgis Alexander, 15, seven and nine with four steals. Josh Giddy, 14 and 11 on 50 percent. The Joe Rogan boy. Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, 8-9 with two steals and a block in 25 minutes. He's a 14-team league ad, Rogan is. Darius Baisley, oh, he continues to suck. Seven points and eight rebounds in 26 minutes. Trey Mann hurt his ankle. Aaron Wiggins had played 20 minutes in each of the last two games, played 50 or 30 seconds. That didn't make much sense. Um, Baisley's not a 12-teamer. Dort is. Robinson-Earl's getting there. I thought Giddy looked great. A lot of fantasy managers complain, why isn't Josh Giddey Smallford eligible? I'll tell you why. Because he's their point guard. He doesn't play Small Ford ever. He's their point guard. Anyway, was that enough time on one of the worst games you'll ever see? Yeah, it was. Let's go on to the next one. Speaking of worst, it's the Sacramento Kings and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Two stinking franchises who have stunk it up nearly all season. The Wolves get the win, though, 107-97. The Pencil, Harrison, Barnes. Barnesy. Shots from the field weren't great, 30%, but 6 of 6 from the line, 13 points at triple one. Good numbers. While De'Aaron Foxy Fox. 28 points is great. 50% shooting is good. 75 from the line is nice. 5 assists is strong. He's now the 55th ranked player over the last two weeks, and it's starting to get back to where it needs to be. Davion Mitchell played 22 minutes. His minutes, which have been up in the high 20s, are pushing back to low 20s now. Still, please stop rostering him in 12-team leagues. He's an interesting streamer. He got three steals and four assists, but that's not that great. That's like that's Killian Hayes. He's a streamer, he's a fringe guy, and he doesn't have the minutes upside. Halliburton struggled. Don't panic, though. While Rashawn Holmes had 12 and 7 in 30 minutes. But what about Shemezhi um, Metu? Guy that I said to add everywhere. I stand by that. I would still hold him. He wasn't particularly good, though, was he? Four points on 25% shooting, eight rebounds, two steals, and a block. And I, But look at it this way, right? He didn't play particularly well. He did get benched really early on in the third quarter. Did come back, and I thought he was all right when he came back. But look at it this way. When we talked about him in the elaboration segment yesterday, we said he's doing all this without shooting, you know, crazily, like 47 and 37 percentages. Like, it wasn't like he was going bananas. So I look at this game and go, well, he's not going to be a 25% shooter. Let's say he's a 50% shooter. That's two more buckets. That's four points. Maybe it's nine points because one of them's a three. Nine and eight in 25 minutes with a block and a three there. It's okay. Plays 28 minutes. It's okay. I wouldn't be too panicked if I added him. I would hold. Buddy Heald had 16 points but just horrible efficiency. 29 from the field and 50 from the line. Well, Marvin Bagley is in the rotation for, I don't know, a reason. Two points on eleven in 11 minutes with five rebounds. He's not good. I've heard of people stashing him in 12 10 leagues, waiting for a trade. Don't. Even in thirty minutes, I don't think he'd be a twelve-team league category player. He would be a points league guy. But who's trading for him and playing him thirty minutes? Like, ask yourself that question. No one is the answer. For the Wolves, Townsley twenty-two six and four with two blocks. Good stuff. Pat Beverly. Wow. 14, 6, and 7, a steal and three blocks. Good numbers from Beverly. He's locked in as a starter. He is a 12 team league guy, 41 fantasy points. While Russell had 17, 4, and 7, two steals and a block. And Russell's playing at a really high level. Top 30 player over the last two weeks. Goose had 26 points. Anthony Edwards. Efficiency was all right 50, uh, 46%, 26 points there. While Vanderbilt started, played 25 minutes. McDaniels played 20 and uh, Naz Reid played 13. That's going to be a complete disaster all season. Yeah, you can stream in McDaniels or Vanderbilt, but guessing who's going to get the minutes on a nightly basis feels impossible. Also, please, Jack Armstrong, uh, Malik Beasley. Get that garbage out of here! You do not need to be uh, holding on to him at all. All right, so let's go on to the next game. It is the Dallas Mavericks. They go down in the end without Luka Doncic to the Suns. 105-98. How about the big fella? Well, soon just- twenty-one, eight, and seven, two threes, a steal, two blocks. He is the top top fifteen player over the last two weeks. He's now inside the top forty for the season. It's what we talked about with him all off season. Like on per game, he could be a top twenty player. You don't want to take him there. You take him outside to the top fifty. The injuries are going to be frustrating, but he's really in a groove now. Jalen Brunson is a must roster player. 37 minutes, 18, 9, and 9. Continues to be very, very impressive. And Timmy Hardaway without Doncic took up the usage challenge. 39% shooting, shithouse. But 22 points, 4 assists, 2 steals. Gets it done. Finney Smith couldn't really capitalize. while well, Frank Nilakina got increased role. 13 points, 18 minutes, 3 threes. Solid enough for Frank, but that's obviously just a very, very deep league guy. For the Suns, 36 minutes for DeAndre Ayton. That's one of the biggest things you'll see for him is getting those big minutes. He also was pretty productive with a nice double-double, 19 and 13, 69% shooting. Giggity! And the last two games since he's returned has been great. JaVale McGee played only 12 minutes, but 10 and 6 with three blocks. That is a great line. When Bridges had three steals and a block, 36 minutes, 10 points, and two threes. We talked about him a lot, saying that at some point the defensive stats will come back, and they did here. Devin Booker, who'd been getting like six assists a game, had zero, so don't overreact to that, but 24 and 9 was still really good with hyper-efficiency. Chris Paul was not hyper-efficient, Seven points on 17%, but he did have 14 assists. Now, before this game, he was the fifth-ranked player over the last two weeks. That was never going to be able to stick. He'll fall back to, uh, I guess, where he needs to be in that top I don't know, 20-ish sort of range, maybe. It depends on his steals and assists. No steals in this game, and that, obviously, uh, if he doesn't get those steals, then the value is not really there. So now we go on to the last game, and holy shit, what a collapse this was from the Chicago Bulls. Um, that's just dreadful stuff, really, to lose. That were 20 points up. They lost 112-107 against a Portland team that can't get out of its own way most of the time. It's a horrible, horrible loss from Chicago. Zach Levine, big numbers. 30 points, seven triples, six rebounds, but one of two from the line, two assists. Yeah. Alex Caruso, must roster player. 12 and 10, 9 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. 38 minutes for Caruso. Holy shit. Well, Lonzo had 17, 4 and 4, 2 steals, 2 blocks and 3 3s. Can't make layups, but does everything else. Well, DeMar Rose and the efficiency was never going to remain. Um it fell way off, 37%. Twenty two, four and five with a steal and two blocks is still obviously really good. Tony Bradley, eh, twenty one minutes for him, six and four. They just go real small. Um now we got yeah, Javante Green playing twenty minutes, and they just basically played you know, twenty one minutes of Tony Bradley, and then Derek Jones Jr. was their centre, and he's like six foot eight, maybe nine, perhaps. They just went really small. Not that that cost them the game. There was just some bad shot selection and some pretty bad turnovers that did end up costing them. For the Blazers, Larry Nance Jr., 16-9-3, three three steals a block and two triples. 25 minutes, played a lot of center. Got to add him. If they're going to play him like this and it's been trending that way the last two, three games, you have to add him and let's just see where it goes. Because he was dreadful at the beginning of the season, barely playing, and now they've figured out to play him. But what it means is that guys like Covington and Nurkic are seeing their minutes cut. We'll talk about uh, Nurkic now. Now, uh, you can look at this and go, 18 and 12 is still in a block. It's amazing. It's a great line. He played under 23 minutes, which is frustrating. Now, he did have some foul troll, but he was on pace to play a few minutes anyway before the fouls really kicked in. It's annoying. He's still a top 80 player. You want him to play more, but you feel like there's going to be more of this dicking around as the season goes on. Don't don't drop Nurkic, obviously, um, but it's frustrating. Covington, 24 minutes, three games in a row. Now, he brought three steals and two blocks and two threes, which is peak Covington. The 24 minutes is what worries me. I would try and sell if I could. Uh, Christian James McCollum was bad, nine points on 29%, 38 minutes, while uh, Nasir Little made some good defensive plays, played over Covington in the end, 24 minutes. He's okay to hold in a 12-team league, Little, I think. Lillard, 22 points, 10 assists, but 33% shooting. 7 of 7 from the line is good. Let's see whether he appears on the injury report again with that abdominal issue. But 40 minutes is great. Nance, really big. But the Nance, Nurkic, Covington, little situation, I feel like it's going to be all up and down all season long. I'd be grabbing Nance. I'm not adverse to dropping Covington. I know it was a good game. And it's always always so hard to drop him because he has these games. Um, Do not drop Nurkic and little is okay as a 12-team league guy. Simon's just the six points in 20 minutes. As Remember, he was getting like 25, 26 earlier in the season off the bench. They've gone away from that, and they're giving more minutes to Nance, which actually does produce more winning basketball, and uh, I think we saw that here in today's game. Let's look at the lines of the night now. The monstrous line of the night goes to Jimmy Harden. The wire line of the night is Patrick Beverly. The young gun of the night is Goose. Anthony Edwards and the dud of the night has to be Alperen Shingun. I said earlier, I'd be a stubborn prick and I'd hold him. I actually think if you want to drop if you want to drop Shingun, I think it's totally fine. I just worry about the competence of Steven Silas. I know if I was running the team, um, he'd be getting more minutes, but you're holding on for a situation where maybe he doesn't, this was the opportunity for him, right? This is the opportunity for Shingun to play those minutes with a change in the lineup. But the fact that it went backwards is not encouraging. If you want to move, move, move on. I don't think there's a problem with that. The top 10 players in nine category leagues today, James Harden at number one, Giannis at number two, Tatum three, Horton Tucker four, Butler five, Levine six, Town seven, Porzingis eight, Caruso nine, and Lillard at 10. For guys rostered in under 50% of leagues, Nance and Beverly, they're both guys to add in 12-team leagues. Kevin Hurd is a 12-team league add as well. Reddish and Gordon more 14-teamers, while Paddy Mills is a 12-team streamer. JaVale McGee, that's an outlier. Terrence Ross, don't worry about that. Obi Toppin, Played well, but don't worry. And then Caleb Martin is the absolute most don't worry of all don't worries. For the top 10 players in points leagues, we're looking at Giannis at one, Butler two, Harden three, Tatum four, Horton Tucker five, Puzzinga six, Gilgis Alexander seven, Dort eight, Caruso nine, and Russell Westbrook at 10. That will do it. For today's show, guys, a frustrating day for sure. Let me know what you think down in the comments. Also, drop your whatfos for tomorrow's show down there as well. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube. Leave comments, subscribe, notification bells. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.